As a young man, I used to go down to Claremont Oval when my beloved East Perth used to play the Tigers. And I used to see this combination of brothers known as Jim and Phil Cracker tear my team and other WAFL teams apart. They stemmed from Mount Barker. They came up here from the deep south and uh, they played at Claremont under the tutelage and the guidance of one of our greats of all time in Graham Moss. And I thought before we speak to Phil Cracker, it'd be good good to go back all that way to the late 70s when Mossy was their coach and when he saw these two brothers come up to Claremont Oval and start playing Australian rules football first with Claremont. And uh, Graham Moss, of course, Brownlow medalist, one of the greats of the game, a legend of the game, uh, joins us on the program now. Mossy, thanks for your time. Yeah, pleasure, Pete. Pleasure to be on your show. Do you feel in some ways that you were a little bit privileged to be coaching two young men from Mount Barker that now are both in the WA Football Hall of Fame? We know Jimmy went in last year yep. and, of course, Phil this year. Yeah, no, I, I feel very proud, actually, to have had, you know played some part in their, their football development um, at Claremont. Um, they were two, you know, raw kids coming out of the bush up to, to Perth, and uh, we had to get them, you know, settled into the way of city life, as well as get them onto the training track. And uh, I didn't really have to coach them all that much, I can say, because they, <laughs> they just had this, you know, this, this natural brilliance about them. And, and uh, Jimmy came up first; I think he was a year, year ahead of Phil. Um, and uh, I had the, I had the privilege really of, of rucking to, to both of them. Probably Jimmy more than Phil because you know, Phil tended to play on a on a half forward flank and you know come flashes through the middle. But um, Jimmy and I developed a, a very close Ruckman Rover relationship, and um, I used to love it when uh, I'd go up and hit it vaguely in the direction of Jimmy. He'd, he'd come in and pick it up and fire a long hand pass pass out to, to Phil who was lurking. We didn't have a square in those days, but lurking around and. Uh, one bounce and whack it on the chest of Warren Ralph who was leading out from full forward. And I looked down, I had moved out of the centre circle. So it was uh, pretty easy. Yeah. Rucking to those two. Well, you took on a big responsibility, Captain Coach. Uh, you were at Claremont. And they reckon there was a bit of telepathy uh, regarding the Cracker Brothers. They yeah. seemed to know exactly where they were, that is, each other, when they got the ball. And often they would link up, wouldn't they? Oh, well, yeah, all the time. Um, yeah, they, they they did, and uh, Phil talked about it um, last night at the Hall of, uh, Hall of Fame dinner, and um, they, they just it was a, you know they just knew where the other one would be. I guess it's when you when you live together and kick the ball around for fifteen or sixteen or seventeen years before you you, you know, start playing football, you develop that um, that uncanny next that, that sort of sixth sense of where, where the other one's going to be, and uh, yeah, they, you know I said Jimmy would flick a handball, that he, he he would have his head down. You know, boring through the centre square to get the ball, and then he just, without even looking, he just know Phil was out there somewhere, and he'd flick one out to Phil. And Phil would, um, and Phil would do the same thing. You know, and, uh, if, if Phil got into trouble with players around him, he, he would know Jimmy was lurking around somewhere to support him, and um, and just fire him hand, hand pass out to, to Jimmy it was uh, it was quite incredible. And you know, they just kept on developing that, and you you see that some of the we particularly for North Melbourne when they were playing at North Melbourne together. Um, and that in the big time, um, there the way they worked together was just outstanding, and it's just great to see um, Phil being inducted into the Hall of Fame. I know when Jimmy was inducted, he was 
a bit put out that um, they hadn't included Phil. He said, well, it's not just about Jimmy Cracker. We're the Cracker Brothers. You know, where's Phil? I had a word to him and said, look, you know, Phil, Phil's, Phil's time will come, Jimmy. They can't induct everybody at the one time. Um, and sure enough, it's come along. And it was it was great to see both of them there last night when when, when Phil got up to accept his um, his uh, certificate. He gave Jimmy a big hug on the way up and... Uh, they all shared a table together, and it was just—it uh, was a great feeling in the room to, to see the Cracker Brothers united in the Hall of Fame. Interesting, uh, you mentioned they embraced the last night. Even as young men coming up from Mount Barker and uh, moving away from their comfort zone in their family, were they close? Were they inseparable at Claremont, whether they were on and off the field? Yeah, pretty much so. They lived together. Um, we we got them a house just down the road from Claremont Oval, and. Uh, um, they, had, you know, they, they, Jim and Phil lived together along with some of their relations, and um, that was good. Um, and um, they had one important factor, I think, with them. They had a very good uh, parental guidance upbringing. Their, their father was very highly regarded in the area. He was a he was a shearer, and he, he worked, you know, in the local uh, the Mount Barker um, area um, shearing sheep. And, and his, uh, their, their mum was fantastic. And uh, the father was fairly, fairly stern, you know, disciplinary with them. He, he made sure they didn't muck around and get out of control, and so that was very important, I think, in their, in their upbringing. Mossy, as I said, uh, just a fantastic combination. They exhilarated people here in the WAFL when it was the premier competition in this state, and of course with North Melbourne in then VFL. And it's great to see them both inducted. As far as brothers are concerned, we see the Dacos brothers now, uh, and everybody's talking about them. But there'll never be another set of Cracker brothers, will there? No, I don't think so. The, the flair that they exhibited, I mean, you know, the Dacos boys are geniuses too, but these guys just, you know, the speed they had, acceleration that they had to get to the ball and then just, you know, flick it out and you always know there was another, another cracker boy on the on the end of it. And, and I, I guess, you know, two Aboriginal players. And, you know, they, they copped a fair bit of stick on the field and, and uh, Jimmy was, wasn't backward in coming forward when it came to protect his brother and... Um, um, but they they weathered all that and, and just got on and played beautiful football and they'll you know they'll they'll be remembered forever um, as far as their contribution to it or the for for the indigenous players that are now playing the game very much so and I'm just actually now SENWA studios and I just have a look there at the Nicky Winmar statue with of course Nicky pointing to the colour of his skin in that match when he was playing for St Kilda against Collingwood certainly uh, Nicky was a pioneer with all that. Uh, before I let you go, uh, Mel Winnan, uh, elevated to legend status last yeah. night, where you are, of course, with the likes of John Todd and many of the other greats, uh, uh, richly yeah. deserved. Yeah, and I had the, the honour of uh, announcing the fact that he'd been um, 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 what's the elevated to the, to the status of legend, which is fantastic. He's a wonderful person. I, I read out his citation and, and it was like reading you know, the best footballer in the world. He won about nine fairest and best with uh, with West Perth. He was involved in about four or five premierships, um, Simpson medals, this, that. Um, never won a Sandover, but he was second in a couple. But uh, um, he resisted the temptation to go to Melbourne because he just, he just didn't like the climate over there. Um, stayed and played, obviously, uh, as a, a great West Perth player. It was, it was great to see him uh, uh, elevated to legend status. Mossy, before we let you go, no doubt it would have been talked about last night to a certain degree, uh, the Braden Maynard, Angus Brayshaw issue at the weekend. I know footy has changed. Have you got an opinion on it at all? 
Have they handed down a verdict yet? No, the they're still deliberating. I reckon they'll go into about midnight our time tonight, the way it's going. <laughs> yeah. But no, yeah. there would have been oh, a bit of table talk last night about it. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. I, 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 if I put myself in, in, in uh, um, Colin McGuire's um, boots, he saw Brochel coming out about to have a shot for goal. So what do you do? Do you just you don't do anything? You let him kick a goal, or do you do you try and smother the ball? Do you do you throw yourself uh, uh, onto his boot as he's kicking it um, and risk the fa- risk getting you know a boot in the face, or do you jump in the air to try and touch the ball as it's coming off his boot, um, which is what he chose to do? And then of course um, what happens after that is is really in the lap of the gods because you don't know which how he's going to make contact with Brayshaw. You don't know whether Brayshaw is going to duck or do it. So, you know, I, I think personally that they just let it, let it go. It's a, it's, a, it's a freak accident that happened mm. in a game of football. I don't think he had any, you know, his first priority is to stop, to try and stop the ball going, you know, leaving Brayshaw's feet and going through potentially for a goal. And that's what he, that's what he chose to do. And um, good on him. Mm. Um, but, but then I spoke to, I spoke to Ian Brayshaw today who, you know, Ian Brayshaw played for Claremont. He also played in a, a, test, a cricket career. He he started all this dynasty. He he started um, <laughs> Sticks, uh, James Brayshaw, and Mark Brayshaw, and a couple of other Brayshaws. They've all had kids, and, and now there's more Billy Brayshaws playing football. You can poke a stick at, but uh, and I spoke to him today, just congratulating for as his grandson uh, Hamish winning the Sandover Medal. And he said, "Yeah, it's been a bit of a roller coaster ride." He said, "Well, you know, we've been going through the anguish of." of um, Angus getting injured, and in uh, but then the, then the uh, you know the, the fantastic news that Hamish has won the stand out of the middle. So um, it's up as ups and downs in the Brayshaw family at the moment. Yeah, very much so. Well, we've just tracked down Phil Cracker. He's just about to okay. join us. Uh, no doubt he's heard the tail end of your chat. So uh, he's yep. listening online, and no doubt uh, I'm going to say that I've just had Graham Moss on the program. And, of course, he started all for you, Phil. Mossy, thanks for your time. Uh, you are a legend yep. in the in the real sense of the word when it comes to footy in this uh, part of the world. And we thank you very much for your time. Yep. Yeah, thanks, Peter. And, Phil, if you're listening, good on you. Congratulations again. Extremely well done. You're, you're now joined your brother in the Hall of Fame. And uh, we'll see you over here, hopefully, once a year to, for uh, future Hall of Fame dinners. Good on you, mate. Good on Cheers. you. Graham Moss joining us here on the program.